1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
2: of a detour.
1: Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invitae. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invitae genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invitae.com. That's I N V I T A E.com. Hey everyone, it's Hillary here with a special extra mini episode. We've been hearing from so many of you about how excited you are that we're covering the topic of discrimination against working moms in our series, It's a Real Mother. And when we started working on the series, before it even had a name, we thought working moms really need a rebrand. So we reached out to the world's largest independent design firm, Pentagram, and we asked them to help us out. And they made the video that so many of you have been sharing. Thank you so much for doing that. And today, I want to take you behind the scenes and introduce you to Michael Beirut. He's the designer whose team made that video for us. And he's also someone I've known for a while. Do you remember meeting me?
2: Yes, I do remember meeting you. Um, I'm friends with your dad, who's a very accomplished uh, photographer who I've known probably as long as I've known anyone since I moved to New York from Ohio uh, 37 years ago. He lived up in Connecticut, and we lived in um, Westchester County. I think we were up to your house a couple times, and probably I encountered you as a little girl.
1: I was probably like, I don't know, eight years old or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So so over the years, we've sort of like developed a, a professional relationship too. I've interviewed you Indeed, yeah. um, before for Studio 360 about why all election signs look the same. And we've like, we've been in touch. And um, can you just tell people who don't know what Panogram is, like, describe what pentagram is?
2: Pentagram is a uh, a, a big and in, in our field famous design firm known for doing uh, the logos for Shake Shack and uh, Mastercard.
1: What are some of the awesome things that working moms at your firm have done that we would recognize out
2: out in the world? Let's see. Um, well, um, uh, Emily, one of my partners is a working mom, Emily Oberman. Um, she has two small. Kids, two twins. And um, she's done everything from The Open to Saturday Night Live to, uh, I don't know if her boys know this, but she designed the brand for uh, Snoop Dogg's marijuana products, <laughs> Leafs by Snoop. Uh, maybe that's, uh, I'm not sure the, the boys listen to podcasts, but that's what mom's been doing at work when she gets. Gets dressed up and goes into the office. She's there working. She's selling marijuana where it's legal to do so. Um, You know, she did the logo for the night Show with Jimmy Fallon, and so she's like a. She's like, a, I mean,
1: she did the opening to um, Unbreakable Kimmy. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, and so talk about a cool mom.
3: Unbreakable. They alive, damn it. It's a miracle. Unbreakable. They alive, damn strong. Unbreakable. it.
1: So, I brought you this problem. Right, because we're doing this series on working moms, and I felt like the working mom needs a rebrand. And who better to do it than Michael Beirut's team at Pentagram? <laughs> and first of all, let me just ask you, why did you say yes?
2: Well, I would say yes anything you asked me <laughs> to do, sorry, but um but I think it's um, you know, professionally you learn to do this skill that has to do with framing complicated issues in clear, simple, compelling ways. And um, you know, my wife was a working mom uh, as she raised our kids. Um, a lot of the people in my firm at Pentagram are working moms and parents with children. I mean, I think everyone senses that working moms are an embattled kind of uh, uh, cohort who could use a rebrand. But when you actually see the statistics, it's actually rather startling. And so it seemed like I had no idea sort of what the answer would be, but it just seemed like it would be really an interesting thing to get into.
1: Um, and so you told me that your team really struggled with coming up with a solution for this. Can you walk me through step-by-step step where you started and, and the different iterations that went through?
2: We, we kind of came together in a series of little... Group therapy sessions where we just kind of looked at the material that you had sent us, the statistics. We kind of looked at what other people were doing, other stuff that uh, sort of seemed to be relevant. We had people in the room who were brand new mothers. We had brand new dads in the room. We had um, people who were the children of working mothers and single working mothers and people who were um, the mothers of kids at different ages. So we were sort of able to compare a lot of different stories. And then people would just kind of come up with ideas. And most of them, as, as often happens, weren't, weren't particularly good. But um, What were the
1: worst ideas?
2: Um, well, the, the worst idea, the, the, I think my uh, many things she gave me uh, was sort of the worst one. There's a song, uh, M is for the many things she gave me, O is for the, it's like a corny old barbershop quartet song that must be at least 100 years old.
1: M is for the million things she gave me. All means only that she's
2: growing old. And I thought if we could just kind of have a band do it as like this thrash rock sort of thing, you know, have like, you know. Slater Keeney or Mm -hmm. someone, like, do it. But we didn't want to do something that would end up in a deodorant commercial. You know, and a lot of the ideas we had sort of seemed perfect to play into, you know, for busy mothers, we have just the deodorant for you. It didn't solve the problem, and it sort of seemed kind of derivative, and it just seemed like it would be hard to do. And it's just—you come up with an idea that's, like, hard to do and ineffective and derivative. It sort of is, you know, not much of an idea. But in the midst of it all— we actually, it's funny, We, when you're doing that kind of work, a lot of times you try not to talk right about the solution. You just sort of like try to feel your way around the problem. And one of the things that we sort of liked was this idea that um, like mothers are sort of badass. You know, there's cliches about it and there's stereotypes about it, but the heart of it is sort of this kind of, you know, relentless resiliency and and once you start thinking about it, there are so many different examples that start surfacing. So every time we would meet, someone would have a new example of somebody that showed up uh – um, you know, some viral thing that went around. The one I remember distinctly was there was that funny video of the hapless guy being interviewed by the BBC while his uh, toddlers uh, right. kind of came <laughs> bursting in the door and interfered with things. For the wider region, I think one of your children's just walked in. I mean, shift it. And then his his wife actually, you know, you know, tries to sneak in the door to haul <laughs> the kids away so the interview with the BBC can continue.
3: <laughs> the um, pardon me. That's my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: But you know, someone did a hilarious remix of that, where there was a woman being interviewed by the BBC, and it's sort of the exact same sequence of events, except she's kind of like ta- got taking care of both kids with both hands and like female you know, and like effortlessly continuing the interview. And, and it's not just like get these kids out of here. I'm having an interview with the BBC, but it was sort of like, okay, you know, I'm doing this now and I'm doing that now and I'm doing this other thing now and I can do it all at once because what else? You know, this is what I do. Corruption case themselves. Sorry, you do look rather busy there. We can reschedule. President and and is no. very likely to face jail time too. Okay. That's right.
0: Like, how many
1: moms have, like, uh, sat on the phone in, in in business calls while they're breastfeeding? Yeah, exactly. You know? So tell me about how this idea came about for this video. It's a real mother. Yeah, yeah.
2: We have this idea about, um, you know, when you say it's a real, you know, have you seen It's a real mother. You know, you have this thing where it's describing something like really tough. And I think we're—so we sort of—we were there, and one of the things we were kind of vacillating about is, like, are we saying that, like, that every mother is a tough motherfucker in a way, you know? And that didn't seem right, actually. But it was a woman named Sarah McKean who works on my partner Paula Shera's team who um, had, I believe, just come back from maternity leave and um, had had, like— you know, you know, infant at home who said, you know, what if we said like, you know, if the job's a real mother, get a real mother. And I think that that idea of defining the real mother, the tough thing as the challenge and the solution being a mother, as opposed to sort of like challenging every mother on earth to be like a real mother. So, and so we got it that far. And then we were, we were working with that. And then we got your email that was along the same line. So I have to admit, there was a point in my career... Where I said, let's do a thing called work like a mother. Work like a mother. And there was a thing where, there was a point in my career where I would have been just completely deflated that, like, uh, you know, my client had, in effect, beaten <laughs> me to the punch. But um, when an idea seems like the right one, it one of the things that makes it right is that it kind of has an kind of inevitability to it.
1: Has working on this project changed at all the way you think you're going to approach um, hiring or working with working parents?
2: Yeah, I have to—well, I mean, um, the the statistics are really, uh, really surprising. And, you know, the one that actually hit me the hardest was working moms are paid 75% on average of the salary that working dads get. That's
1: right. And it turns out that moms take a 4% reduction in their pay for every child they have.
2: <laughs> now, I remember hearing that. That, that, was, that was so, like—I mean, it's just—it's not often that, like, um, that you have those statistics that actually— kind of work in this, like, perfect demonstration of what's happening because at the same time men are getting raises for every child they have. So, like, there's a penalty that working moms pay and there's a reward that working dads get. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's just, I mean, this is— You're getting
1: worked up right now. Did you not know these things before?
2: No, I didn't. Okay, I mean, I'll even confess, um, as a um, boss and an employer— I myself have caught myself, you know, thinking of employees that have children at home and me thinking, well, you know, I, I don't want to give them that extra responsibility because, you know, that idea runs through my head more than it should. And when you sort of see the, uh, the repercussions writ large, you really realize that, you know, you have to resist it and, um, and you know, take the proper steps to make sure that you're, uh, you're not doing it.
1: Tell me how that has gone down. Like, uh, how have you caught yourself and worked around kind of your biases?
2: Well, I well, I'm like a great boss. Everyone says so. <laughs> um, so, I really try to be really accommodating of of everyone on my team. But I, you know, I'm 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 like a baby boom generation guy, and somewhere within me is sort of like the. The strongly imprinted memory of this Ozzy and Harriet suburban Ohio household that I lived in with a working dad and a stay at home mom. And in my business, um, there's a kind of glamour or honor to, you know, how late were you working last night? Oh, shit. You know, I had to work till I was here till one o'clock in the morning working on that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, because I had a devoted working mom as a spouse, that freed me up to be a workaholic dad, and that's not anything that I look back on. With, uh, with pride these days. You know, I've grown kids, and uh, um, each of them have a litany of games I wasn't at and concerts I missed and stuff like that, all because I was doing these— uh, So you were making the MasterCard logo. Yeah, because I, I was making some amazing <laughs> thing that now that seems like, you know, uh, inconsequential compared with uh, these moments of um, people I love that I wasn't able to share. So um, I don't want to be complicit in making other people have to make that choice if I don't have to.
1: What do you hope that people who see this video get out of it?
2: If someone kind of takes away a couple of uh, facts, facts that they can marshal on their own behalf or facts that sort of make them question their own premises, that would be fantastic. If, on the other hand, all it does is open a door to a greater conversation that they can have provoked perhaps by the other stuff you're doing here on the podcast or even with um, you know, the working parents and the working moms in their own lives. that would be fantastic, too,
1: well, Michael, we love the campaign. We love the video. Um, we love the idea. and just thanks so much for doing it.
2: Um, it's our pleasure. We're happy you called us to help. And I was at her bot Mitzvah too. Can you believe it?
1: <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> like to imagine. Somebody that I work with later, having been at my bat mitzvah, I mean, was, that's no, embarrassing. Wait, I, um,
2: it wasn't, um, I don't remember any aspect of it being mortifying or embarrassing. <laughs> oh,
1: good. We are, of course, so excited that Michael and his team at Pentagram took on this project. And I think having this conversation with Michael, who is not a mom, is a really good example of why discrimination against working moms is a problem for everybody. It's a problem for dads, it's especially a problem for bosses, a problem they might be able to do something about, but it's hard to know if you're doing something wrong if you don't talk about it. And I know, this is really hard to talk about. But luckily we have a great conversation starter for you, our video. So share that It's a Real Mother video with your friends, your family, your coworkers. If you're feeling like it might not be so safe for you to share it because your employer might not like that you're sharing this video, ask someone who you think will feel safe. Like maybe somebody who doesn't have kids or, or maybe somebody who's in a position of power. Workplace discrimination against moms, is not just about moms and it's not something that moms can fix alone. You will find this video on the homepage for this series. It's a We've also got a list of resources there. If you need help or you just want to help out discrimination against working moms is a real mother of a problem, but we can change it. It's a
3: I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects, and I have to go in there and find 10. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. What is this? Now, we'll edited. Edited this <gasps> guitar. I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff.
1: Fonzie's jacket worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days.
3: There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
0: At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn.